Good morning and welcome to Visit Capital 5 Minute Money Minor. It's Friday the 8th of July. It's a beautiful sunny day. We've got a heat wave coming up. It's going to be an amazing weekend. I bet everybody wishes they were down in Cornwall with me rather than stuck in a hot, sweaty London like you, Paul. Oh, no, I'm not. Uh, it's a bright, sunny weekend and lots of people going to Wimbledon finals, of course. But you're not going, are you? Oh, no, but we have in prior years. Very good. Anyway, it's going to be hot, 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 hot. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of hot news in the market for the commodity sector, is there? But uh, what you got this morning? What do you want to kick off with this morning, Paul? Well, we've got multi-listed gold producer Yamana Gold with their uh, Q2 production update. Uh, they're said they're comfortable with their position on gold output to reach their annual production and cost guidance uh, with uh, exemplary uh, outputs coming in from all from virtually all of their operating assets here. 87,000 ounces uh, produced in the second quarter by Canadian Malarctic Mine, for instance. Elpen, 54,000 uh, gold equivalent ounces from Elpen. Minera, Florida, 18,000 ounces. Chero Moro, 52,000 gold equivalent ounces. So, yeah, looking real uh, clear here at this point. Uh, and uh, the nice thing, too, from Jacobina is ninth consecutive year of production increase uh, out from that operation in uh, Brazil. So that uh, deposit uh, definitely uh, performing much differently from uh, what it was prior ownership some years ago. Um, so uh, just a nice set of results, really. Well, well done then. The only problem, of course, in the gold market is we've got gold trading now at 1735 so $100 lower than the other day. Um, so that does unfortunately reduce any profit that they can make. Um, yes, will be in a little bit narrower margins too with the increasing in the costs on the underlying ops, which in, like in fuel and uh, things like that. Yeah, they're getting squeezed. But I mean, this is something we've seen across the whole mining industry, of course, is that you've been, they've been squeezed by commodity prices actually coming off their tops in the last few months. But their, their energy costs, which is a big part of any mining operation, and things like ammonia and explosives still going up and supply chain logistics. So they are getting quite heavily squeezed. But uh, my view, my own personal view is that as we move into the autumn, that squeeze will start to come off and they'll start to see a much better macro environment. Yes, I think so. From uh, definitely from the middle of third quarter on, I would, just, I would say. Yeah. OK, let's have a quick chat. There was a bit of news actually out yesterday, I think it was, uh, on a Shanghai Mining Club member, Pensana. Yes, that's right. Uh, they have agreed a power purchase agreement here with the Yorkshire Energy Park, uh, under which they'll have access to four megawatts, uh, rising to ten megawatts of of uh, low carbon electricity for ten years. This is for its intended salt and uh, rare earth uh, refinery in the north of England once it's built, and uh, they. Uh, intend, or it is the intent of Pensana to be the lowest uh, carbon footprint uh, battery magnet uh, chemicals uh, refiner in the world. So this will get them uh, definitely on course for the, that kind of thing. And again, I mean, I think Pensana are doing some really interesting stuff here. Um, but the stock price, like so many in this space, has been absolutely clobbered. Um, so it's probably looking pretty cheap at the moment. Uh, also worth bearing in mind, of course, Pensana, as uh, the chairman is uh, Paul Atherley, who is also involved in Alchemy uh, Capital, which is the uh, 
listed company that owns the Tees Valley uh, Lithium Processing Plant, um, which again is, is, is similar in nature, shall we say, you know, developing something for the UK that is needed. Uh, and uh, because all of these processed plants, be it rare earths or lithium, tend to be in China. And it's great to see Paul bringing these plants over to the UK. And hopefully the government, if we've got one, will be right behind him backing it. Yep, and we'll see what happens with the prime minister announcing he will be stepping back here as of yesterday afternoon. Yep. Okay. Uh, what else you got, Paul? I uh, mentioned just two more companies here. Uh, first off, ASX listed Chalice Mining has updated the Ghanaville uh, nickel, copper, PGM, cobalt resource on their Julemar project in West Australia. It's now a 350 million ton uh, deposit. Uh, with about 0.58% nickel equivalent uh, grade or uh, conversion to palladium, that would be 1.8 grams per ton. So it's bigger. Um, also, the sulfide component uh, has been uh, raised uh, as well on a higher um, grade uh, resource, 82 million tons at uh, conversion ratio up there uh, around two grams palladium or so uh, equivalent wise it's still growing as well it's open to the north and to the depth in sulfides and they did just announced yesterday uh, yet another discovery about 30 kilometers north of this Gonneville mineralization uh, in ultramafic uh, uh, host rocks as well so the story just continues to improve for uh, chalice mining and I know, Andrew, you like good vanadium stories and Neo Metals, the ASX uh, uh, integrated vanadium uh, firm, uh, put out uh, late yesterday a uh, engineering study uh, results uh, for their uh, vanadium slags recovery project in uh, Finland on uh, SSAB um, steel slags. And, that those numbers look very good too. Um, lowest cost quartile on this style of uh, of recovery four dollars thirty eight a pound for vanadium pentoxide and a three hundred and forty one million dollar uh, capex uh, for it. And just for investors to realize that this would be the only primary source of uh, vanadium for vanadium uh, batteries or the steel sector in Europe once it's built. Yeah, I mean, look, actually, I'm not convinced that $4.38 actually is uh, first quartile. Um, if you look at uh, ferro alloys, I mean, potentially they're down at $1 a pound for vanadium pentoxide. You've also got private companies like US Vanadium who are, are reprocessing, and they, once again, in volume will be reprocessing near a sort of $2 a pound. Uh, and actually for vanadium to really be successful, you've got a process, in my view, sub $3 a pound, because for the flow battery industry to really work, that's the sort of level we've got to get vanadium pentoxide down to. Uh, and without the uh, flow battery market, and you're just putting it into steel, really there isn't a big enough market. So uh, I think uh, Neo Metals actually has probably got a little bit of work to do if it really wants to get this up and going. But that's my opinion, Paul. You're welcome to have a different view to me. I would agree you, with you on a pure operating cost basis, but remember this thing is going to also get subsidies quite certainly. 
Uh, if it can get the subsidies, great. Uh, I must admit, I'm a great believer that to invest in companies, you've got to assume that they don't get subsidies because you never know whether they're going to happen or not. Anyway, on that note, that's quite enough of an argument on that. But yes, I do like vanadium. I am a believer in vanadium flow batteries. Uh, they are the answer to the long duration energy storage, which is the answer to the entire energy crisis that we're going through at the moment. Wake up politicians around the world and understand what's going on. OK, on that note, have a great weekend, Paul. Anybody listening, have a great weekend. It's going to be beautiful and sunny. Do watch the tennis, do watch the rugby, and I'm going to be out on the golf course. <laughs> Very good. See you next week.